0: Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Judy Lundgren, the Duchess of Stickerville. We recorded this a few days ago at the Fiddlers Festival in Weezer, Idaho. This episode is brought to you in part by Banjo Newsletter. Banjo Newsletter has published old time banjo content in every issue since its founding in 1973, along with Dan Levinson's quarterly section, The Old Time Way, which consists of profiles, reviews, and tabs. Banjo Newsletter has three monthly old-time Banjo columns. Recent players and builders they've covered include Frank Lee, Lucas Poole, Mark Olitsky, Noah Klein, Adam Hurt, Nora Brown, RG Hocutt, David Bragger, Rhiannon Giddens, Seth Swingle, and Collector Jim Bowman. And Chris Kuhl, Jake Blunt, Allison DeGroot, and Ben Krakauer are all upcoming. Subscribers to either print or online editions also get online access to the last 11 years of back copies with tabs accompanying sound files and video links. All that can be found at banjonews.com or simply follow the link in the show notes. Now, while Get Up In The Cool does receive the occasional sponsorship like Banjo Newsletter, it's primarily sustained through regular donations from its generous listeners. Listeners like Phil Vineyard, John Daly, Neil Actor... Dan Walden, John Lewis, and DJ Shook. Thank you all so much for signing up and ensuring the future of the show. I love making Get Up in the Cool, but boy, it sure is a lot of work. And it's really nice to know that people appreciate it. If you, dear listener, want to help fund Get Up in the Cool and get some exclusive bonus content, follow the link in this episode's show notes that says support Get Up in the Cool on Patreon or just Google Get Up in the Cool Patreon and choose a support level that works for you. I want to thank Elderly Instruments in Lansing, Michigan for sharing Get Up in the Cool online with their customers and increasing the reach of the show. Next time you need an instrument upgrade or new music gear, visit their online store at Elderly.com. Stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how you can keep up with this week's amazing guest. But first, here's my interview and jam with Judy Lundgren. Enjoy. welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. Uh, what did we just play?
1: That tune was called Dog Tree to Possum
0: Up a White Oak Tree. <laughs> Very good. And it's an Illinois tune. I love that tree is a verb and a noun. Isn't that it, great? In in the same t- tune title. That's an Illinois tune. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is that in dear old Illinois? Or did That's you get a, a v- good question. Yeah. Um, Maybe. It <laughs> might be. Um, but you didn't get it from Dear Bell, or on.
1: I think I got it from... I can't remember for sure, but Gary Harrison played that tune. And when he came to Fiddle Tunes, he taught that tune to his band lab. Oh, So very good. that week at Fiddle Tunes, everywhere you went, you heard that tune. Yeah. It <laughs> was a great tune. So Gary Harrison, that's where I got it from. So you grew up in Nebraska? Most of my growing up years were in Nebraska. Is that when you started playing the fiddle? Well... Actually, I started playing the violin. Um, I knew nothing about old-time music until I was in my 30s. So, um, my only access to music for many years was through sheet music. Sure. And I heard an old-time band in 1989. Ron Kane was the fiddler. And I went, whoa. I want that.
0: Yeah. How did you... (laughs) How did you go about getting that?
1: He taught some workshops that weekend. It was a a contra dance weekend. Okay. And he taught some workshops, and so, almost immediately, you know, he was impressing upon us the importance of learning by ear. Mm. You can't play this kind of music unless you learn it by ear. So, that intimidated me,
0: but... Because you were just a classical musician at the time.
1: Well, I was in a contra-dance band in Bozeman, Montana and I was still learning from sheet music because that was the only way I knew how to learn tunes. That's so,
0: typical for, for contra-dance players though, right? Or at least to have it. There a, are a lot of contra-dance yeah. players
1: and northern style players who use sheet music, so it wasn't that big a deal.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that was, that was it. That was all I knew. As far as how to make music was I had to look at the sheet music right. so Ron said no you have to learn by ear yeah so I had to start learning by ear
2: how it, did
0: you do that
1: <laughs> it wasn't easy <laughs> so the best way of course is to be in the same room with the fiddler that you like how they sound and right. try to watch what they're doing um, follow along take workshops where people can explain what they're doing um, so Ron taught quite a few basics of old-time fiddling in the few workshops that he taught and right did, then.
0: Did he live in Nebraska?
1: No, this was actually when I lived in Montana. Okay, I was living. You're in saying
0: Bozeman? Right. I honestly don't know how far away Bozeman is from Nebraska.
1: So, as a child, I uh, longed for topographic diversity, and yes. ever since I had a choice in the matter, I've lived within sight of mountains. So okay. I was living in Bozeman, Montana when I first ran across old time. I never knew anything about it when I lived in the Midwest.
2: Yeah.
0: So. Um, they, got, they got stuff in Montana. It's scattered throughout there. Yeah. Not a whole lot. But, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I just, this, this great band, it was actually um, Rick McCracken and Bill Seams and Ron Kane Judy's pointing to was the
0: band d- in directions right now. Apparently they're all here. <laughs> okay, Rick and Bill are here. Okay, Ron
1: used to come to Weezer a lot, but he's been spending most of his time in Ireland these days, cool. so he's unavailable to us anymore. Um, but he really inspired me to, to learn how to play old time, and I've had blinders on ever since.
0: There's lots of other kinds of great music, but I want to play old time. You were able to Go to enough workshops and like be around enough fiddlers in Bozeman.
1: And I was provided with recordings. Sure. Um, I met Bill Savoris real soon after um, meeting Ron Kane, and he gave me some James Bryan recordings, which uh, on a tape, you know, I wore out the tape, I listened to it so much. Yeah. And my first Weezer was spent with a tape recorder at Ron Kane's side. Recording everything that I could get from him and then I tried to learn all those tunes as well So that's how I first put my foot in the water there Hmm.
0: Yeah, was it a was it a (laughs) difficult transition to go from uh, Learning visually to learning by ear. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any uh, tips for people who uh, are uh, Read shoot shoot music exclusively, but want to transition into learning by ear?
1: I think the most important thing is to be able to try to emulate someone in person is the best way. Yeah. Because um, if it's a recording, it's not everyone can tell what the bow is doing from just listening. You know, that takes lots of practice, years of practice to figure out what they're really doing. So to watch and try to follow along, I think, is the best way.
0: Yeah. Cool, being in person so mm-hmm. that you can, because I guess if you're a visual learner, then you have something to look at, right? Yeah, if it's not a page, at least right. a person and their body. And but if it's doing. a
1: recording, you don't know yeah. what direction the bow is going, sure. or um, maybe it's hard to tell how many notes on one bow are happening on a recording.
0: Hmm. We're at Weezer, by the way, which is the the name of the unofficial name of. What is this actually called?
1: National Old Time Fiddlers Contest.
0: Great. I think, is the name. It's so funny to me that like, like the the barriers to entry to like understanding like what's going on here, but I think in in old time festivals in general, like there's, there's like the official name that no one uses and then there's a bunch of unofficial names. So some people call this Stickerville. And some people call it Weezer.
1: Well, the whole the whole festival is mostly referred to as Weezer, but of course the people who live here, they refer to this as Fiddle Week. Fiddle Week. Fiddle Week. Great. <laughs> and then um, the area that's mostly populated by old time and swing musicians is called Stickerville. Yeah. And there are other areas for camping. You know, there's an area closer to the contest venue where you hear more contest. Fiddlers. yeah
0: and and uh out here in the stickers is where stickerville we
1: <laughs> named for the prevalence of goat head stickers yeah that will pop your bike tires in an
0: instant great <laughs> uh so you have um the title of duchess of stickerville and i i want to talk to you after this next tune about how you earned that title <laughs> uh But first, what are we gonna, what are we going to play next? Uh, Missouri Mud?
1: We're gonna spring one on Cameron called Missouri Mud.
0: Missouri Mud. Missouri. Excuse me. Missouri (laughs) Missouri (laughs) Mud. Not speaking with the correct affectation. Missouri Mud.
1: Missouri Mud. It's a Midwest tune.
0: Is it from Missouri?
1: I think so. Okay, great. I think so. I don't really know. I got it from Bill Saboris. Or someone who
0: went to Missouri and thought, wow, sure is muddy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, Your Highness. (laughs) Oh, thank you.
1: Yes. You are speaking to the Duchess of Stickerville. Um, Let's see. Many years ago, money was collected from Stickerville residents, people who'd been camping here traditionally for years and they bought the land cuz the land was up for sale.
0: They're going to turn it into developments.
1: <sighs> yes, that was the rumor. This is way better. And so um, so I'm a CPA and I appointed myself um, accountant for life for the organization Great. <laughs> and I was the one who applied to the IRS for nonprofit status yeah. for the organization. So um, I still Keep the books, things like that. Um, For several years in a row, this mysterious newspaper showed up um, on the doorsteps of people camping in Stickerville, and it was called something like the Weezer Enquirer or something. You know, it was along those lines, and there were very, very silly articles. One Uh title I remember is, is old-time music dead? You know, very tongue-in-cheek things, yes. (laughs) And um, one of the articles referred to me as the Duchess of Stickerville. (laughs) And I like that. Ultimately, it came to light that Lucas Hicks was among the people who was Uh, responsible for that. So, (laughs) I took that to heart. I'm the Duchess. (laughs) Very good.
0: (laughs) It's better than CPA of Stickerville.
1: (laughs) Right. Yes. So it's it's, Even a, it's, it's s- a privilege and an honor to have a hand in keeping this going. Great.
0: Yeah. So um, as we were hinting at earlier, uh, there are a lot of sort of different factions um, at Weezer, Stickerville being the kind of main old time faction. Right. Uh, and there are multiple places to camp that sort of collect their own uh, camping rent. <laughs> um, because I went to... There's a museum, which I think is where the banjo contest is going to be held. And I was like, I heard there's a shower here. And he's like, the shower is only for people who are camping on the museum grounds. And then I and then he said, you should check out the next building over there, which... Uh, I forget what it is. Slocum it's, Hall. Slocum Hall, which is where the uh, instrument vendor... One instrument vendor, I think, seems to be. Uh, some guy from Missoula. Um, I think he's in he's in the next building down beyond Slocum Hall. Oh, interesting. Um, cause I went to there and he, they were like, don't shower here either. Unless you're right, on this that's the gymnasium. They, okay. Yeah. Don't shower there either. I know. So I wonder maybe, maybe I can shower at the Anyway, so, there's all these different groups that have uh, different territory.
1: <laughs> I think there are th- th- at, at least four different outfits that administer different areas of the camping. Yeah. Um, And the one that's the closest to the contest venue, of course, collects more contest fiddlers. So, if you're over there, you're more likely to find a jam session with one fiddle and seven or eight guitars. Yeah. And over here, you know, there might be seven or eight fiddles and only one guitar. Sure. (laughs) Pick
0: your (laughs) poison. So, I'm assuming each one of these different factions has their own aristocracies.
1: Perhaps. I don't know.
0: their own... (laughs) But I've heard that there's a little bit of a a, a little bit of a like, oh, over there in Stickerville kind of attitude a little bit sometimes. I don't know if you want to go on record talking about that or not.
1: Well, I have, there's an interesting story. I have a friend, the first time she ever came to Weezer, she'd been told about what a great jamming space, Mm -hmm. everything. And the first campground she came to, she asked about Stickerville. She'd heard of Stickerville and they didn't know anything about it. So she camped over where the contest people camp, yeah. and it took her three days to find yeah. Stickerville. Yeah. Because some of the other campgrounds claim to not know about it.
0: I, I also heard a, a story about um, Brooks Mastin, the banjo builder in Portland, how I think I heard that he, that he heard when it starts, uh, and then he showed up right as everyone was leaving. Because I, I guess, like, a lot of people, a lot of the old-time players leave by, like, before the actual fiddle competition.
1: Well, the, um... So, contest week is always the third full week of yes. June.
0: And that's, like, what's on the website. This is right. when the festival is. Yeah.
1: Right. And... Um, Sometimes there's a question about well if it starts is that the week that starts on a Sunday or a Monday, you know So there have been uh, sure snafus around that But the Stickerville experience because the camping is free-for-all Open first come first serve. Yeah people come earlier and earlier to get a good spot in the shade. Yes, so officially the Stickerville campground opens a whole week before contest week even starts Gotcha So it's the week before The third full week of June Is when people start arriving in Stickerville <laughs> And then By mid- by the middle of contest week people Most people have up. left Yeah <laughs> We don't stay till the, the, the end And A lot of people who camp in Stickerville Don't even Go, go watch the contest Right so strange They're like <laughs> We're here because of the contest yeah but
0: we mostly sit around yes. and play amongst ourselves <laughs> yeah it's a really interesting culture i've been trying to like decode some of the like pacific northwest festival cultures and it, honestly it's been a little tricky portland old time gathering all the party happens at like uh pri- private pe- private houses and you have to overcome your own social anxiety to meet people and get invited to one that's tricky and it's it's not that those are exclusive it seems like a lot of people go but it's like you have to do that and then here oh so i was gonna say yeah brooks masson showed up right when everyone was leaving you know like that kind of thing that was totally gonna happen to me until i talked to someone and i heard and then even when i came here it's like days people have been here already for like days you know and then like fiddle tunes that's a whole thing as well so uh, yeah it's been really interesting (laughs) trying to figure out how to participate in a little bit and I don't feel like anyone's being willfully obtuse about it it's just the uh, the organization is um, so so specific and not necessarily publicly available so it's been a, a good exercise for me to like really talk to people and get to know people here uh, because that's the only way to participate
1: (laughs) Uh, right and even when somebody tells you and you show up and you get to the wrong campground and they don't tell you (laughs) and you don't find sticker reel for days
0: (laughs) Uh, well maybe um, maybe we should have you write there's this uh, the the old time uh, commons is this uh, or old time central rather is this like new website that's trying to demystify certain um, certain festivals and make them more accessible so maybe we could have you uh, write up a little guide to Stickerville as an old-time musician I'll I'll put you in contact with them if you're interested sure as the as the Duchess
1: that might be (laughs) helpful yes
0: because a lot of people are
1: probably wondering about yeah The logistics of being here, yes. It's a
0: little wacky. It is, it's very wacky. (laughs) I'm glad I'm here, I'm having a good time. I'm glad I had an in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me get to G real quick, so we can play these G tunes. All right. What are we gonna play next?
1: Well, let's see. There's a great Illinois tune called Litchfield. Yes. That I think more people should play um, it's in the dear old Illinois collection, and I learned it originally from Bill Savoris.
0: Is uh, that's the Bill that I've met, right? Yes, Big Bill. Atty. Bill, what's this? Hi and bye. Is this you? Oh. Ciao. Oh, you're leaving. Oh, yeah, I gotta man.
1: go. So much for made grain, huh? <laughs> Next
0: It'll time. be there. It's really great to play with you and meet you. Good to meet you too. And thank you for cooking me bacon. Always. <laughs> 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 Have a great day, everybody. Oh, Safe Cajun. drive. Yeah, for, yeah, thanks for that's right, Indiana. you're flying. Good to see you, Ben. Good to see you too, Judy. Fine. Uh, <laughs> had to say goodbye to someone. Uh, what Where? Were, what were we talking about? Oh, Litchfield. Litchfield. Uh, Illinois. And where did you learn it? I learned it from Bill Savoris.
1: Right. You're one of my... Uh, fiddle buddies. Old, oldest, um... Most important fiddle mentors were still buddies after about 35 years. Yeah. And he taught me this tune called Litchfield, which Gary Harrison also played.
0: that have those little, little arpeggios—they're like we're gonna play chords, <laughs> break up chords—is that a midwestern thing? I feel like I hear that in midwestern well, tunes. Well,
1: um, midwestern tunes tend to be more melodic, maybe more notes, fewer double stops. Yeah. Um, and yeah, some of them jump around quite a bit. <laughs>
0: so you live in Spokane now, right? Yes. Yeah. So when did you? When did you move from Montana?
1: Um, So I left I left Bozeman in 1994 for various reasons and I went to Alaska.
0: Yeah, I lived in Alaska for four years. Because there's a big music scene out there as well.
1: There are people who play lots of different kinds of music. I lived in Juneau, mostly. Um, Not A huge number of old-time players. I think they have
0: like an old-time festival there now, don't they?
1: Well, the Alaska Folk Festival takes place in Juneau Mm. and it's lots of different kinds of music. Um, People from all over the state um, come to Juneau in April to get away from the snow and cold from the rest of the state and a lot of jamming, um, concerts. It's a week-long people who want to perform on stage get 15 minutes and they have to turn people away. There's so many people who want to perform for their 15 minutes. Interesting. And it's, it's a, so there is a fair amount of old time that you hear there, but there's lots of other different kinds of music as well.
0: And then you eventually found your way to Spokane. I did, yes. And Um, I feel like that area, how close is that to Seattle? Three hundred miles away. It's not close. It's on the other side of the state. We're twenty. Oh, it's in we- It's in western. No, <laughs> eastern. Eastern. We're, eastern in, we're
1: twenty miles from the Idaho border in oh, Spokane. Good.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. I have no idea like what's going on musically over there <laughs> at all. There are a few of us in Spokane who yeah. play old time. Not a whole lot. Yeah. But you find things to do and go somewhere else when you need to (laughs) I like to travel a lot for festivals Yeah. so you've been going to fiddle tunes then for
1: my first year at fiddle tunes was 1990 and I was so amazed and so impressed with the the other participants that I met the people who were on staff that I swore that I would do whatever I had to do to get Mm. back to fiddle tunes if I had to quit a job yeah a boyfriend, whatever it would take, yeah. I was gonna come back to fiddle tunes every year.
0: <laughs> Have you
1: succeeded? I've missed a couple since then. That's not bad. One was um, the cat was sick and I had to stay home and administer antibiotics. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but most of those years I've been back to
0: fiddle tunes. So that's probably where you've met a lot of fiddlers that you've learned from then. Because they, like, they brought people over for a long time, like, great players.
1: Yeah. yeah. It, it was amazingly eye-opening. And I heard about fiddle tunes my first time at Weezer, and people kept saying, are you going to fiddle tunes? I'm like, what is this fiddle tunes yeah. thing? I need to find out about that.
0: <laughs> so you, you, you got to learn from Gary Harrison there, and at least attend his workshops Gary was there, hmm, I can't
1: remember what year it was, but Bill Savoris and I somehow ended up in his house where he was staying at Fiddle Tunes with his band, yeah. and we jammed together for one night, Yeah. so it was four-fifths of his band and the two of us for an entire evening. That's the one and only time I've ever met Gary Harrison, but it was really fun. That's
0: good... That's good memory. Yeah. Awesome.
1: But some of my... Um, other of my earlier influences was Tom Sauber. Um, mm. He is one of my favorite fiddlers. He really, really knows Boeing. I think he's the absolute Boeing guru. So um, he has been on staff at Fiddle Tunes multiple times. And I always you know watch every bow stroke of his cuz he's really he really knows what he's doing Definitely heard a lot about him <laughs> I would like to meet him someday What are what are we going to play next Let's do Jaybird Great Jaybird died of the whooping cough Cuz Jaybird is another tune but Jaybird died oh, of the whooping yes. cough is a John Ashby tune One of my favorites
0: So we have uh, one tune left, um, but before we go, you you have a CD that people may or may not be able to still get on CD Baby. Um, where where did it go? Oh, it's somewhere over there. Uh, the Dead Fiddler Society.
1: Dead Fiddler Society. Great name. <laughs> Band is no longer together. Our guitar player is... Uh, she died, sadly. <sighs> Sorry to hear that. Um, so this came out in 2010, and... That's one of the cuts on it, is Jaybird died of the whooping cough. Great. Um, another person is in charge of the CD Baby account, and I can't remember if it's still active or not. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll
0: uh, I'll look it up and see if I can find it, and then oh, right. I'll put a link to it <laughs> okay. if I can. Cool.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's been, yeah, lovely playing with you. Thanks for oh, letting me into fun. your jam yesterday. <laughs> that was great fun. Yeah. I'm
1: glad you uh, showed up. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty funny Wait, random banjo player wants to play? Yeah We must have looked like deer in headlights A little bit
0: (laughs) Fortunately, uh, (laughs) Kelly Kelly was there Kelly was right there And he vouched for me (laughs) 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 Thanks, Kelly Shout out to Kelly for making this episode possible Uh, Yeah, this last tune is interesting Uh, I love the tune, but the the story of it is interesting
1: So um, the next tune we're going to play is called Good Indian Yeah and it is from The, the Fiddle Book. It's a, it's a book full of transcriptions of Oklahoma fiddlers that was done by Marion Thede. And I think you can still get that book on, um, like, eBay or something. So, one interesting thing about the transcriptions is that she marked the Boeings. That the fiddlers were using so good Indian is one of the tunes in that book and there were some lyrics that went with it yeah oh good Indian don't kill me I've a wife and family
0: right it's interesting it's a little bit uh uh of a non sequitur for like (laughs) they obviously don't know why (laughs) like the Indian would want to want to kill them it's doesn't have anything to do with that, but yeah, it's a, it's sort of an interesting appeal to Native Americans. Cool. Um, thank you, Judy. This has been lovely.
1: Thank you, Cameron.
0: It's been a pleasure. Checked online and I can confirm that Livin' It Up, the album from Judy's band Dead Fiddler Society, is still available for download through CD Baby. I included a link in the show notes, so go get it. If you want to support Get Up In The Cool on Patreon and get hours and hours of exclusive bonus content, just follow the link in the episode's show notes or Google Get Up In The Cool Patreon. Thanks again to Banjo Newsletter for sponsoring this episode and Elderly Instruments for sharing the show on social media. You can visit their websites at banjonews.com and elderly.com, respectively. And finally, if you want to hang out with me twice a week, I have another podcast called Think Outside The Box Set. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.